I'm Alexi. And I'm Bryn. And this is 20 Somethings. Going through something. Intro music. Hit it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Alexi's back. Yeah, you didn't even know I was gone. Yeah. That's how secretive it was. Unless you follow me on my personal accounts, then it was not secretive at all. Yeah. I was here alone. Yeah. But we pre-filmed all the episodes, so there wasn't a break. Yeah, but it feels like it's been so long since we've filmed something. Well, it has. It's been like almost a month. Or yeah. three weeks. Three weeks we're on there. So, I was supposed to go for three weeks, and I came back a week early. So, whoops. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> because it was great and the trip was fun and Spain is beautiful but it was so hot that I just felt sick like every day so I was having headaches like every day and my stomach was messed up and so I finally just was like I'm just gonna come back a week early and I'm so glad I did I've loved being home so yeah cost me extra money but it was worth it <laughs> only a little bit yeah yeah um, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little sad Alexi was coming home a week early, <laughs> because I didn't expect to enjoy my time alone. Yeah. At first, I was like, I'm sad, but then the second night I was alone, I literally was in the kitchen doing, like, a Taylor Swift concert by myself, mm-hmm. performing, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, wow, this is amazing, and <laughs> then I got out a puzzle, I was just taking up so much space, mm-hmm. um, obviously there was times where I'm like, oh, I wish I could talk to somebody, Mm-hmm. But then there's other times I'm like, I'm loving it. <laughs> Obviously, I'm, I'm happy that she's back. But I just wasn't su- – I was surprised that I enjoyed my time alone. Mm-hmm. But, wow. yeah. Ouch. What a stab in the heart. What? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it'd be the op- like it'd be the same for you. No. I hate being alone. Uh-oh. I'm glad you enjoy it. I don't like it. I mean, I'm sure it would get old for me yeah. in a while, you know? Yeah. I've just spent a lot of time alone in places I've lived, and I do not enjoy it very much. I think maybe the difference is, like, for a while I was in a relationship where I was always gone on weekends, mm. so you always had that time alone, whereas, like, I was always with somebody, so I never got time yeah. alone, so it was, like, my first taste of, like, oh. Yeah. You know? I just mean in the last five years. It's just, I guess now, since twenty. 20- 16, I would say. I've just spent a lot of time alone in places I've lived, so I'm just, like, used to that. Because everyone I lived with was always dating people, so they were always gone. Yeah. So that was just me chilling. (laughs) Chilling like a villain. So I'm just, like, over, I don't know. I just don't like being alone. Hence why I came back. I was alone there. Yeah. So. Yeah, tell tell the people some highlights. Um, I climbed a mountain and watched the sunset. That was fun. I was in my... Uh, slip on Adidas shoes from Kohl's and I climbed up this like, Kohl's plug <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I climbed up this mountain and then um my cousin and I was staying with her like husband rock climbs so we walked to like the ledge of like the back of the mountain to where all of his friends are rock, cli- rock climbing at so then I didn't take a picture of it and I wish I would have because I'm literally standing on the edge of a cliff looking down I was like I'm not even wearing like proper shoes for this Mm -hmm. so all of them are just like hanging out they're wearing the crocs while they're standing on the ledge of this mountain and i'm like scared to death that i'm gonna fall but 
I didn't, obviously. So that was good. And then on my birthday, we went uh, to this like waterfall thing and swam for a couple hours. That was fun. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of cool stuff that I got to do. And like I learned a lot of like history about it. So I was taking a lot of pictures of things that I want to look up the history of like when I got back. So I want to go back and do more research just because some of the stuff, like a lot of it was written in Spanish. And I knew some of what it was saying, but I would like to be able to understand all the history behind it mm-hmm. so i was kind of just like taking notes or taking pictures of that stuff so i could look it up later so yeah yeah you turned 26 and you're there I do did. you have any wisdom to pass down from the week or two you've been an adult um in the two weeks i've been an adult I have no new knowledge. (laughs) I don't have anything. Other than, like, I learned a lot about myself on this trip. Like, I've learned I don't like traveling alone. So that was a good tidbit to learn. I learned to never go to Spain in July ever again in my entire life. Because it's so hot. I showed up, and on the second day, someone said, welcome to hell. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, And the place I was staying at, they had AC, but I wasn't technically, like, allowed to use it really. Um, the most I could use it for was five minutes a day. And at that point I just didn't do it cause it's not even worth it. Right. Um, so I spent literally the whole time I was at the apartment, like sitting by a fan. So that's what it was. It's the only way to survive. Yeah. So it's just kind of a bummer. Like I showed up to the place and they told me it was like the Ohio of Spain. And I was like, well, <laughs> that's great. So just everything closes for like the whole middle of the day cause it's so hot. So pretty much you have to do stuff from like. 7 a.m. to noon or, like, 7 p.m. to midnight. Those are, like, your 10 hours where you can do things. For our non-American, non-North American people. Oh, yeah. Nobody really likes Ohio because there's just, like, nothing to do, basically. and It's just flat and boring. The only thing I have is, like, Cedar Point and Hocking Hills Park. That's it. Yeah. So, just clear that up. Yeah. So, Ohio is just, like, the worst part of the country. No one really knows why everyone hates it, but I'm pretty sure it's collective. At least in Michigan, we really don't like Ohio. It's, like, Midwest, at least. Yeah. It's just... Like, people in California probably don't care. True. They probably have their own over there. Yeah. They're probably like, no one likes Arizona. Yeah. I just use that as an example. I don't think that's accurate, but... Yeah, no. So, yeah. So, no one really likes Ohio here in the Midwest, so they said it was, like, the Ohio of Spain. Um... So, yeah, that was kind of a bummer just because I didn't realize stuff closed in the middle of the day. But they were doing the running of the bulls and stuff while I was there. So, that was kind of interesting to watch. It's, like, every morning, right at 8 o'clock, they do the running of the bulls. It takes, like, two to two and a half minutes, somewhere around there. And it's, like, in case you don't know, they release. Um, there's six male bulls and then there's six female bulls to, like, help keep the males going where they're supposed to. Of course. Yeah, but they all have <laughs> horns. Um so they'll be running and then it's like hundreds of people wear like white and red to try to like get the bulls to chase them and it's all just for the thrill of it like there's no purpose other than just they're trying to see if they can outrun these bulls without getting hurt so it's kind of crazy apparently there were protests i looked it up there were like protests going on to like stop it because after the running the bulls they do this like bull fight where they i never watched it or anything but they allegedly kill a bull And I think they do it every day of this, like, tradition where they, like, kill one. Yeah. 
So it's kind of crazy. So, because I was telling my cousin, I was really surprised that they still do it because here that would never be allowed. Yeah. Like that would have stopped a long time ago, not even for the safety of people, but for the safety of the bulls. Like yeah. it just won't happen. And she said, yeah, we're just like culturally like not really there yet. I was like, well, I understand that, but right. like, you know. Mm. So it was wild to watch. I watched it the last like four days I was there. I missed the first couple days because I forgot. Mm. But yeah. The first day I watched a ton of people got hurt. And then the last couple of days, not many people got hurt, which was good. Nice. As far as I know, no one died. So it was good. Yeah, that's a benefit. Yeah. So, but they just are ruthless. They just show the injuries over and over and over for the next, like, at least 15 minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, because one of the guys, I was like, did he die? And they just kept re-showing it over and over and over. And I was like, okay. Just imagine that being, like, your loved one. And right. you're just watching over and over again. Like... Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it was insane. So, I don't know the history of the Pamplona bull running, but it was crazy to watch. Yeah. And at the end of it, they say how long it takes. So they're always like, Dosi veinti tres minutos, or whatever they say, I don't know. And that's how they, I don't know why they have to say the time of it, but. Mm-hmm. But they do this little, like, chant or, like, a prayer or something before. So, like, the 30 seconds leading up to it, they, like, do this little chant prayer thing. And then there's, like, firecracker that goes off, and that's what opens the door. Mm. And all the bulls just start running. Dang. Yeah. It's crazy. So, that was an interesting cultural or interesting cultural thing. I went to this, like, mini coliseum. It was supposed to be, like, a Roman coliseum, but mini they found in Spain. So, that was cool. I saw a lot of cool things. I touched the Mediterranean Sea. Whoa. I know. Now I've been in the Atlantic Ocean, I've been in the Indian Ocean, and I've been in the Mediterranean Sea. And Great Lake Michigan. (laughs) Can't leave that off the list. (laughs) Because they're the same thing. (laughs) Basically. I mean, I'm sitting by the Mediterranean. I told my cousin, I was like, it looks like Lake Michigan. Like, the water wasn't any more blue you still mm. couldn't see the other side. I was like, the only difference is there's, like, houses on cliffs right there. Mm. So. And there's sharks in that water. Somewhere, yeah. And there was, like, a big drop-off. So it was, like, you're, like, walking, and it's like, Phew. Oh, I hate that. That just, like, all of a sudden darkness. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So I didn't swim. I didn't want to because I was flying out later that day, so I didn't want to get my suit wet and everything. But, yeah. It was hot. So never go to Spain in July, but if you go in the spring or the fall or the winter or any other time that's not summer, I've heard it's great. (laughs) So go then if you choose to go. It was beautiful. I will go back probably to other places um, again, but yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I have a story that I need to tell that happened when Alexi was gone. She doesn't know the story yet, but I'm getting ready to go to bed, Okay. Okay. I'm in my room. I'm like undoing the covers. I like lift up my pillow. Like I never really do that. So I just lift it up out of like I had to oh, move okay. it. Okay, I see where this is going. All of a sudden spider. Oh god. Underneath my pillow. Okay. Uh, and it's not just it a big? yes. Oh. It is not a tiny one. It is a disgusting. Did you take a picture? No, because he oh. was scurrying away. So then I was I literally like Put the pillow down and I screamed bloody murder. <laughs> None of the apartment people 
Came. Asked for help. Wow, it's like a Jeffrey Dahmer situation. Yeah. You could have been dying. I know. I literally <laughs> screamed. And then I was like, what do I do? I had my frozen in fear moment. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to go get the paper towel. Mm. So then, because it was like pretty big. Or no, it it was a small one. So then I had to go grab a new one, a big one. Because mm. I did not trust this small yeah. little thing. Right. So then I go out. I am also calling my mom, being like, there is a spider <laughs> in my bed. And then she's like, it's going to be okay. So then I lift up the pillow he was he was originally under, not there. Oh. oh. And then putting all of the pillows on the ground, like because I, yeah. I have a bunch of pillows on my bed. Yeah. And then I lift up my other pillow. He's just in the corner <sighs> of my sheets. And then literally I like try to smack him with the paper towel. Of course I fucking miss him. <laughs> he goes under my like bed okay and at that point i was like oh my god (laughs) i can't believe i missed him yeah so then i'm getting out like a also there's a fly swatter up there you could just hold on okay i'm getting there there's more okay Okay. (laughs) i'm thinking that would have been easier to aim so then i get well he was like in the i don't know the sheet was weird where it wasn't flat like he was in like a little nook yeah so it was like no matter what yeah, it would have been so hard. I probably should have used a shoe just to smack uh, him hard, but I just it didn't even come to my right. head. And so then I'm like freaking out and I like get a flashlight out trying to find him. Of course, I can't find him. I don't know where he is under my bed. Show and, me with your hands. How big is this spider? Like this big. Mm, okay. Decent size, yeah. So then I was started freaking out cuz then my I was like, "Mom, I I can't find it. I don't know where it is. And she's like, well, you're screaming. You probably scared him. He's not going to come out for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> Stay silently awake and yeah. wait. <laughs> and so at that time, it's already like 11 p.m. And that is my bedtime, okay? Mm-hmm. And like, I should be in bed by then. Yeah. And so then my mom was like, well, you'll have to decide if you can sleep in your room or not. And at first I was like, yeah, like, I'm not a baby. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'll be fine. And then I started thinking, like, am I going to be able to fall asleep? Mm. So then what do I do? I sleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I slept on the couch. Did you put out both leg rests? It's more comfortable. No, because I didn't want to deal with yours. Because I already put it down when you left. Yeah. So. Yeah, so then I slept down on the couch, and then I literally, before I got my mom off the phone, I was like, can you come over tomorrow and we can deep clean my room? So she did. She came over. (laughs) We literally moved my whole bed. We took everything underneath my bed, because I have, like, garbage bags full of, like, blankets and all that, so I'm like, he could be in any of these. Like, I was just freaking out. And so my mom was doing a lot of it, because I was like, what if he's here? Like, I was (laughs) so scared, and this is a moment where, like, I can't live alone (laughs) for that reason, but... So then she was, like, doing it, and I cleaned a little bit of the closet while she was cleaning my room. It was, like, a three-hour-long process of deep cleaning my room, okay? I never saw him. Oh, wow. And my mom was like, I think we, like, sucked him up with a vacuum. I was like, I'm pretty sure you're just saying that to make me feel better, but (laughs) okay. And then... So then we, like, go about our day, whatever. I I feel content at the moment, Mm -hmm. okay? And then... My mom leaves. I'm, like, chilling out here for a bit. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. It's 11 o'clock. I'm in bed. Then I look up. Oh, God. <laughs> My light is, like, flat on the wall. It's not, like, a bulb. There's a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm. 
What is that? I get out my flashlight. It's fucking in the middle of the light, just peeping down on the edge. So he's kind of in the light, kind of outside, just watching. He was up there the whole time we were cleaning, just staring down at us, being like, these motherfuckers, these idiots. He was just staring at us the whole time. So then I start freaking out again. I, my mom already went to bed. She told me goodnight with a text. Yeah. I can't call her. I'm screaming again. No neighbors came to help. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, fuck this paper towel. I'm swearing a lot, but I get Woo! Spiders. <laughs> don't mess with them. I'm like, not doing this paper towel stuff. Mm-hmm. I, of course, grab it just in case. I also grab a shoe and I grab the fly swatter. Oh, okay. And I grab a stool because... I'm scared I won't be able to reach it. Mm-hmm. So then I also throw all my covers back because I'm like, if he falls, he is not getting on my covers where I can't find him. Yeah. <laughs> so then I throw my covers back. I get on the stool and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna have to go fast and just shove him like mm-hmm. with the fly swatter, like in the light because a shoe wouldn't have worked. He was like, just chill on the edge where it yeah. was impossible. Mm-hmm. So then I'm just like, ah! <laughs> I do it and I kill him. Wow. And I had evidence I killed him. You took a picture? Or you mean No, he was, he was on the fly swatter. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, evidence? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. And I was just like, what an ordeal. Yeah. Literally, he was just watching the entire time. Wow. So, yeah, that was my story. Um, why are spiders so sneaky? And yeah. so, yeah, when uh, I was like, I, I need to talk about this and get your, like, actual yeah. reaction before I tell you. But that was a whole ordeal. Yeah. Brittany usually makes me kill the spiders, but if I see one, I try not to say anything. So right before we started filming, I'm walking and I see one on the the wall and I was like, oh, or something. And then Brittany was like, what? What is it? And I just silently walk over, I grab a paper towel and I smush it. And I was like, it was a spider. <laughs> anytime and then I know right after that, quiet. she's like, I have a story. And I was like, oh. Yeah. So. Well, anytime you're quiet and you just grab paper towel, I'm like, I know it's a bug. Like, <laughs> Well, then she goes, is it a bug? And then as soon as I kill it, I said, it was a spider. Because <laughs> she, she doesn't like spiders. She doesn't like bugs, but she likes spiders less than bugs. I say, I'll kill a bug. Yeah. But spiders are really hard for me. Right. Because they're so. just so fast. Yeah. I never used to be scared of spiders, though. It was other people's fears came onto me, and then I started being scared. Well, it's psychologically what happens. Yeah. There's been studies done because psych minor uh, in child development, we watched a bunch of stuff like about how your fears are directly from your parents. So it shows like a baby crawling over like clear glass. Mm -hmm. That's just like big open box. But if the baby crawls over it and the parents don't do anything, the baby doesn't care. But if the parents freak out and the baby's scared, then yeah. Well, my my parents aren't scared of spiders. It was other friends were scared and I caught onto it. And then I started being scared too. So my stupid friends I guess that's me like slowly kind of what happened to me it's just I just like kill them anyways yeah. because like bu- killing bugs and stuff doesn't bother me but then like other people being like they're so gross like made me feel grossed out about it mm-hmm. it's mostly like the crunch that I don't like though Ugh. okay I don't want <laughs> no, no, no 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 well when I was in Spain I was using the bathroom sitting on the toilet I'm just relaxing you know <laughs> like the first I shouldn't say relaxing <laughs> because while I was there, since there's no AC, the bathroom was all tile. So it's like the hottest part of the whole apartment. Mm. So showering sucked. I would take cold showers and it's still the hottest room. Um, so I'm like sitting there doing my business. 
And then all of a sudden there's like a loud noise. And I was like, what is that? And I like look because I kind of saw something go past. And there is a cockroach. Like the biggest one I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like the length of my palm. And then like it was widthwise probably like half my palm. And I'm looking on the floor next to me and I like scream Mm -hmm. and I stand up. Luckily, I was done doing my business at this time. I was, like, done, but then I'm just staring in the corner, like, what do I do? So, because I was like, I don't trust paper towel. That's not heavy duty enough to kill this thing. Mm -hmm. It's huge. So then I kind of walk out, and I was like, I'll grab a shoe, I guess. Like, I don't know. But it kind of started crawling towards, like, the AC vent. And then when I came back, it was gone. I had no clue where it went. So then... I was hiding in my room. I left that door open so it could escape if it wanted to. Because while I was there, I kept the slider door and the kitchen door open all night for more, like, wind to come in to cool down the apartment a little. Because there's, like, gates, so it's still locked. But I was like, maybe it'll just fly out Mm -hmm. and, like, disappear on its own. So I left all the doors open except for my bedroom. So Mm -hmm. I hid in there. I texted her. I sent Brynn, like, a voice memo being like, you'll never guess what just happened. And I texted my mom, like... This is the biggest cockroach I've ever seen in my entire life. What do I do? And then she's like, well, it's more scared of you than you are of it. I hate when they say that. And then I said, no, it likes me. It flew right at me. Yeah. (laughs) It is not scared of me. It wants to be friends. And so then uh, I just hid the rest of the night. And then I was like, I have to like brush my teeth and use the bathroom. So I'm just like, I go in and I check everywhere. I check under the sink. I check the toilet. I check inside the toilet. I check the trash. I check the AC vent. I check the bidet. I check the shower. I check everywhere. I don't see it anywhere. And like brush my teeth. I go to the bathroom. All's fine. The next morning I'm showering and I realize that the mirror has like a small gap behind mm. it. I still never saw it again after that, but I did tell the girl whose apartment, like my cousin whose apartment I was staying at, said, I saw a giant cockroach in your bathroom. And then she came over and she has, like, cockroach spray. So Mm -hmm. she sprayed the whole vent and closed the door. And she's like, well, if it was in there, I would have died. I was like, well, I don't know that it was in there. I just suspected that's where it went because that's where I last saw it. But I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. She's like, well, if it was in there, it's dead. So, like, it's fine. She's like, it was probably just annoyed because it's been here by itself for a while. And someone else came in and was disrupting it. I was like, well, I don't care. Kill it. Die. Ew. So, I had that encounter. There were a bunch of ants everywhere. There were mosquitoes everywhere. So, yeah. The amount of ants I killed on this trip was more than in my entire life, I think. The one day there was just, like, a whole stream of them. So, I tried to, like, put on flip-flops to just, like, walk on them and kill them. That didn't work. And then they were just crawling up my legs. Yeah, ew. Yeah. I would not have done that. Yeah, I thought it was smart. It wasn't. I don't know why. And then I stopped pretty much using the kitchen for good after that. And I just ate in, like, the living room or my room. Fair. Yeah. So. Good times. A bug's life. Insecturing <laughs> Brendan and Alexi. <laughs> we don't like them. No. They can go away forever and I won't be sad. Yeah. No. Well, today we're talking... Wait, do, you- do we have any other updates? Do you have any more? No. Hmm. She finished the puzzle. I did very proud of it it's cool i want to get like it's kind of like a gradient puzzle but it it's not really like one of those super gradual like Mm -hmm. you can pretty easily tell like 
which color's next. Mm. So I want to get one that's like a legit like color wheel. You can't see like when it's going to bleed to the next color, oh, yeah. which is going to be really hard, but I'm up for the challenge and I really want to get one. Did you think the one you did was going to be harder? Because mm-hmm. I remember you saying you thought it was going to take like three weeks and yeah. you were done after a couple days. I literally probably got it done in two and a half hours. I, wow. I split it within three days. Yeah. But by the time I actually like they're all unflipped and all mm-hmm. that, like it took very little time. Wow. So I'm like either I'm a master puzzler or <laughs> it wasn't as hard as I thought it right. would be. Yeah. I think we're taking a girls trip in the fall. Hopefully. Yeah. So that'll be fun. We'll keep you posted on that. Yeah. Oh my god, could you imagine if we podcasted with like everyone we're going with? It would be so chaotic. It would be crazy. We can't do that. We're trying to get like ten people to go. Right? Like next we... fall. Oh yeah, not next fall, fall, not this fall. Yeah, yeah next fall. Um, we're trying to get like ten people. I think we have like ten, but we don't know dates for sure, and we don't know where we're staying and stuff. So like, yeah. it's not solidified yet. But that'd be just chaos. Mm-hmm. It'd be Yikes. so fun though. It'd be fun, but we'd have to like put three mics out and just like spread them across the whole group <laughs> and be like okay wonder's not time yeah like raise your hand when you want to talk <laughs> it means so chaotic but yeah maybe we'll do some like reels or something if it works out yeah some like group question ones or something uh, group family question. feud <laughs> i want to do a family feud with friends so bad that'd be a good time to do it yeah but we didn't <laughs> we didn't invite the friends well we can I yeah, doubt she'll say true. yes. But. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, well, for today's episode, we're talking about our personalities. Which we told you we were going to talk about that mm-hmm. last episode. Two episodes ago. No, last, no, last episode. episode. Yeah. And we also had a form submission by someone that just asked, <laughs> why are you the way you are? Which they did get that quote wrong. It's, it's a why are you the way that you are? Yeah. You, they missed one. Don't know who it was. It was anonymous. But I was like, that kind of leads into the 16 personalities test. Because yeah. we're going to tell you why we are the way that we are. Yeah. Not why we are the way we are. Yeah. Why we are the way that we, we are. are. Yeah. It was supposed to be a quote from Michael Scott. And you messed it up. Yeah. So Don't if, disgrace Michael Scott like yeah, that. Yeah, you're not even a real fan. Yeah. Like, honestly. don't even do it if you don't get it right. Yeah, honestly, get out of here. Okay, so first we're going to list all the different personalities you can get. There's 16, and then we'll go into what we are, and we encourage you guys to take the test too. It's so So. interesting. Okay, so there's first group, analysts. So you could be an architect, a logician. Logician. Yeah. At first I was like, it's not logician. Logician, commander, and debater. Um, then we go into diplomats. Oh, they move. Oh, um, fun. So if you're a diplomat, you could be an advocate, a mediator, a protagonist, and a campaigner. Sentinels, you could be a... What's the difference? Logi- logistician. <laughs> logistician. 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 <laughs> What is it? Logistician. Logistician. Let's do it again. Logistician. Logistician. Yeah. Logistician. Logistician. Okay. You could be a logistician. (laughs) A defender, an executive, or a consul. I'm like, you're going to say executor? (laughs) I feel like I literally, I'm like, my dyslexic is showing. (laughs) 
Um, you could be an explorer, so virtuoso, adventurer, entrepreneur, or entertainer. So those are the 16 types. They kind of all speak for themselves. So yeah. not to bore you, we're not going to like read every single one what they mean. But basically, when you take the test, they give you like what main person you are. Mm-hmm. But then they also give you like a percentage of like what other things you are. Yeah. So if you're interested in like the descriptions, you can go to 16personalities.com and you can see them on there. Yeah. Because um, that's a test we took. So we'll post a link or something maybe somewhere. But yeah. Um, yeah. The personality types are there. So if you want details, go there. Yeah. So with that, I haven't looked at my results at all. Have you? Um, I haven't looked in a while. I can't remember. Okay. But I don't want to see your screen, and I don't want you to see my screen. We need those folders. <laughs> like when you're in elementary school. Uh, yeah, shoot. I don't have anything that resembles. I mean, I have normal folders, I guess, in my in my room. We'll just we'll just do the honor system. Yeah, honor system. We're not gonna look at our screens. <clears throat> okay, so I took this test as a freshman in college, and I would love to find my results to see if they've changed. Oh, I was gonna say you didn't retake it. No, I did. Um. Because I'm just, like, curious, you know? Mm-hmm. So, my personality I got is the protagonist. Mm. So, my little description says, Protagonists are inspiring optimists, readily taking action to do what they feel is right. These warm, forthright types love helping others and have the creative energy to achieve their goals. And then the little dis- brief description they put for it is, Charismatic and inspiring leaders able to mesmerize their listeners. Whoa, how fitting. <laughs> Crazy. Were you surprised by that? Um, kind of. Only because it says I'm an inspiring optimist where we did an episode and I was like, I don't think I'm optimistic. <laughs> and I think you are. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess that kind of surprises me. But based on like the traits, I guess I'm not like that surprised. Um, my personality is the defender. Whoa. So defenders are very dedicated and warm protectors, always ready to defend their loved ones. These unassuming types are efficient and responsible, always opting for practicality in life. Hmm. And then the brief description you get when just comparing all of them say, very dedicated and warm protectors, always ready to defend their loved ones. Hmm. Are you surprised by that? I kind of was. Hmm. I was reading the other ones. I'd have to read them again. And I was like, oh, I'm surprised I wasn't that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It kind of makes sense. Like, I used to not stand up for myself Mm -hmm. and like recently we've had some little family drama happening and Mm -hmm. like I'm just like no I'm gonna stand up for myself when like it's not all my fault type of thing and so I'm like that makes sense where it's like no I am gonna defend myself and other people when I think that they're not in the wrong Mm -hmm. um but like I think you should also see like which one you think would be best for you okay so I think mine I think I would have been either an architect, which is imaginative and strategic thinkers with a plan for everything, just because I always have to have a plan A and B, or an advocate, which is quiet and mystical, yet very inspiring and tireless idealist, just because I'm quiet, and I feel like I'm pessimistic, but also idealistic. Mm. Yeah. So... I feel like I'm surprised I wasn't a consul, which is extraordinarily caring, social, and popular people always eager to help. Mm-hmm. Not the popular part, but the rest. Yes, the popular part. <laughs> and then, or an entertainer, which is spontaneous, energetic, and enthusiastic people. Life's never boring around them. I guess I'm kind of surprised I wasn't either of those. But. 
Yeah, I was expecting you to list one of those for yours, so. Yeah. So, kind of surprised. But I think mine still fits me. So, I was laughing because in, like, the identity part, it says on the right, like, identity. And then it gives, like, a percentage of one of them. So, mine says I'm 64% turbulent. Which means I'm likely to be self-conscious, sensitive to stress, success-driven, perfectionist, and eager to improve. And I was like, if that's not me to a T, I still know what is. So it made me laugh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. Um, because I was in my, uh, like, bottom category. So then it gives, like, percentages for, like, what percentage you are extroverted versus introverted. And then intuitive versus observant. So it's, like, the kind mm-hmm. of opposites. So what are you, extroverted or introverted? I'm 79% extroverted. I'm 68% introverted. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I'm 74% intuitive. I'm 51% observant. Oh my god, we're literally opposites. Wait, I feel so, like this one you're going to have a higher percentage than me. Well, hold on. So what, is, what do they say for intuitive for you? So it says, I'm likely very imaginative and open-minded, focusing on hidden meanings and distant possibilities. Hmm. So mine's, you're likely pragmatic and down-to-earth with a strong focus on what is happening or very likely to happen, which I feel like fo- definitely fits me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what do you have for I'm next 66% feeling. I'm 75% feeling. Yeah, I knew you are going to be feeling just more than me, but just says you're empathetic. Yeah. Um, I'm 61% judging. I'm 89% judging. Whoa! <laughs> Which just means you're likely highly organized, decisive, and thorough. You value clarity and prefer planning to spontaneity. Yeah. Which I also was. And then the last one, like I said, I'm 64% turbulent. Sorry, I already read my little thing. Basically subconscious and stressed, but driven. I'm 63% turbulent. So very close. Wow, yeah. yeah. We were really close on that one. So um, kind of crazy. So next it gives you like a role. How in the beginning we listed the 16 personalities and they were like each in a category mm-hmm. kind of. I don't did we read the categories? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the category overarching that it's in. So my role was diplomat. It says diplomats focus on empathy and cooperation, shining in diplomacy and counseling. Wow, that was a word. Counseling. They're imaginative, warm, empathetic, and influential people, often playing the role of harmonizers. Hmm. I could see that. You never like to have any rifts. Yeah. I like to make everyone happy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you don't have a Pathological lot of- people pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, even when you do have like any tension, mm-hmm. you like don't really want to like deal with it. Like you're like just like you want to deal with it to like get it over with and like have there be peace, but you also don't want to cause more rifts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just want to not be anxious. Yeah. So if I can deal with it and not be anxious, I do. But I like to take path of least resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so mine is, I'm a sentinel. So sentinels are cooperative and practical, embracing and creating order, security, and stability. They're hardworking, meticulous, and traditional, preferring to stick to their plans. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate, I think. <laughs> okay, and then there's a third one, right, you said? Yep, it's your strategy. Ooh. So we'll just see what our strategies are. <laughs> I don't know how to, like, intro yeah. them. Uh, my strategy is social engagement. So it says, see, I told you, I don't like being alone. Yeah. It says social engagers are restless, perfectionist people prone to experiencing very positive and negative emotions. They're curious and willing to work hard making them high achievers. Mm. 
Okay, so mine is constant improvement. Mm. Constant improvers are quiet, individualistic, perfectionist, and success-driven people, often spending a lot of time and effort ensuring the result of their work is the best it can be. Wow. How do you feel about that? Um, I think that fits for the most part. Like, I'm perfectionist in different, in certain ways. I'm not always a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I just had a realization today of, like, I want to be successful and am I making a difference in this world? Like, I don't know. I was kind of like, why aren't I doing something that is helping people? Mm. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I can, like, there's obviously so many ways you can help people, but the only way in my mind is like starting a nonprofit. Hmm. <laughs> and it's like, I I don't think I would enjoy starting my own business. Like, that just caused way too much stress for me and like not mm. worth the stress. But it, it just got me thinking like, I don't know. For some reason, that's the only way my brain is thinking I can help people is like working for a nonprofit when that's not true. But I was like, I volunteer a little, but I've definitely for the last couple of years have wanted to do it more. But last time I tried to, the the place was like, oh, we actually have too many volunteers. So mm-hmm. then I just stopped after that. Um, but there are a couple of places around here that I would like to start volunteering at again because they were really fun to volunteer at and it does feel really good. Yeah. I really want to volunteer at like nursing homes. Mm um especially like where my grandpa was for a while but I feel like I know I should just do it because I really want to do it and I can relate more to like old people than I kid young kids like Mm -hmm. I I find myself sometimes not knowing what to say to a little kid but Mm -hmm. like I can talk to an older person um but I also know it's going to be really difficult for me like even just thinking about it like I start getting, like, teary-eyed of just, like, going back in, even if it wasn't that specific place, mm-hmm. just, like, thinking about life, like, I don't know. I should just do it. It's just more like I'm nervous, and I also don't want to bring people down. Like, if I'm going to cry, it, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. I would have a hard time just because I have friends that have worked in nursing homes and, like, just the stuff that happens. I just, I personally wouldn't be able to do it, but I would like to do something more, like, a habitat for humanity or something like that i'm saying volunteering like i'm not gonna work there like it's more no like, i know i'm gonna just go room to room and chat with them yeah and like puzzle i know okay but then they're older people yeah so i'd be more worried about the potential of what could happen like what that you die while you're in there with them no just like you get really attached to someone oh, and they yeah. die i know? know like i just won't be able to do that so i know but i also think like Losing my grandpa was really hard. Is it going to be harder than that? No. Right. So it's kind of like, because I definitely thought about that too, but then I'm like, okay, but for the little time I did have with them, I would hope I would have brought happiness to them and it would have been worth it. True. Yeah. So I should, I really need to do it. I've been thinking about it for years, but it's just like, that's holding me back is just the hardness of it. Yeah. I would like to do like a Habitat for Humanity, like building houses or something, or like I've previously volunteered at a place in our city where they make like food for families affected by cancer and that was really cool because like you help make the food and they show you how to do it and then you get to like sit and eat with the families and like talk to them and like mm-hmm. you know so that's i don't know it just made me feel really good so yeah and there's another place that we used to volunteer at when we were kids it's um like a uh food basket where you basically go and you just like decorate bags and you don't like pass the food out to them or anything but you just like decorate bags for the kids to like mm-hmm. make it more fun and that was really fun um it's just that one you don't have as like much of a direct connect Mm -hmm. so it just depends i guess on like how 
you know, involved. You want to be or whatever. Yeah, so. I want to decorate bags. I'm yeah, that one was fun. That. Yeah. That's what I tried doing a couple years ago. And they're like, we have too many. Interesting. Yeah, it was me and a group of friends. And we decided for the 4th of July we wanted to go volunteer. And they said, we have too many people. <laughs> like, nope. You can't yeah. do something good for the world. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, well, okay. <laughs> Dang. So, yeah. So we didn't. But I would also like to, you know, start doing that again. So. Wow. All right. Well, now on to what part shall we go? So my highlight of the day is... So I'm a defender. Defenders mm-hmm. are the least likely personality type to speak up if they disagree with everyone else in a 10-person group. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I think that I agreed with that to an extent. Like, certain things, if it doesn't really matter and I don't agree, I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if it's, like, a group of 10 people want to go do something and I don't. and be like, majority wins. Like, I'm not going to. Yeah. Or just, like, other scenarios. But... I guess I could see that the bigger the group, the harder it is to, like, speak up, especially when they're also quiet and yeah. all that. Hmm. Wait, is it your least likely or most likely? Least likely. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that fits you. Because mine is a most likely, so I thought you were talking about oh. that, and I was like... Hmm. No, okay, what's yours? Uh, mine says protagonists are the most likely personality type to feel grateful without much effort. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty accurate. I feel like I'm always thankful for where I'm at in life. Even if it's not always where I want to be. I always have this random urge to tell people how much I'm thankful for them, like, in a text. Mm -hmm. I did that to Alexi once, and she literally thought it was a joke. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm never doing this to you again. Because I just sent, like, a nice text being like, I just want to say, like, I love you so much. I'm so thankful for you. Like, you're a great friend. I don't know what all I said, but it was, like, a a pretty, like, decent, long message. And she said, I don't even know what you said, but you're like, I (laughs) I thought this was a joke. I think you were like, is this a Facebook trend? Because I was seeing people on, like, Facebook or, like, Reels or whatever, like, send messages like that to see what their friends would say back. So I was like... I was like, I'm going to catch her. So I was like, is this a Facebook trend? And she was like, no, I just felt like saying it. I felt like an a-hole because then I was yeah. like, oh, I was, I was like, that was really sweet. And then she's like, I'm never doing this again. I was like, yeah. Oh, I haven't done sorry. it in a while, but it's, I only get that when I'm just really happy. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. And yeah. yeah, I've definitely done it to like all my friends, like close friends, I think. Yeah. Um, I used to write letters to people. Yeah, I, I like wish letters I too. I just wish like people would send me a nice long message someday. <laughs> At Alexi. Talking it again. <laughs> just no. kidding. Usually, I mean, I feel like I try to like say to my friends and my actions how I'm. Like, I say I think them, that's you know? the difference between love languages, which we can talk about in a different episode. Yeah. But that just explains a lot. Yeah. So I like to, you know, actions, or like. In college, when we were moving out, I made, um, I wrote all my roommates' letters, but I also, um, made videos for them. So, like, I took, like, clips from the last four years, whatever, that we had lived together and, like, mm-hmm. made a compilation. And for some of them, it was, like, 15 minutes, but for the others, it was, like, there's one that was, like, 45 minutes long. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I burned it onto a DVD, and then I gave it to them with the letter. That's so nice. Yeah. And they're on YouTube, so I go back and watch them sometimes. It's like a, you know. Aww. That's true. When we went on the cruise, she made a little clip of it, which I know it was more just like, so you can look back at the memories, but it was like, that's so sweet. Yeah. So I like to do more stuff like that. Because I enjoy watching it and they hopefully enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So then in each one, I put, like, a little, like, me talking to the camera about, like, how I care about what they've done for me for the last four years. And Oh, my God. Yeah. There were tears in some of them. I'm just saying. She's yeah. never cried for me. That you know of. When have you cried for me? I would never say. So you haven't. I don't know. <laughs> it's because there's never been, like, a time in my life where I knew you were, like, moving away. Oh. Like, I've always known that you would be, like, close, you yeah. know? Like, the reason I got sad about them was, like, okay, we're leaving college, and you guys are all moving across the state or to different states. I don't know when I'm going to see you again. Okay. You know? And yeah. I've just never had that same, like, pull with you. Like, if that were to happen, I would definitely cry, but there just hasn't been a situation where, like, it's been, like, Bryn's moving. I don't know when I'm going to see her again. Yeah. Because we've always lived close. So. That's fair. Yeah. So sorry. Just want someone to cry over me. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, so for personality, for me, for protagonists, um, first of all, it talks about strengths and weaknesses. Um, some of my strengths it lists are that I'm receptive, reliable, passionate, altruistic, and charismatic. Mine says I'm supportive, reliable, observant, enthusiastic, and hardworking, and good practical skills. That's like a six. Brynn has more strength than me. <laughs> yeah, I think those are pretty accurate. Like, um, I mentioned that I have strong opinions, but I'm far from, like, closed-minded, which I think is accurate. Like, I feel like I'm pretty strong in my opinions, but I'm also willing to, like, listen to other people's. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's pretty accurate as, as far as that goes. She is very good. Like, if she doesn't agree with something, she'll just kind of, like... Unless it's, like, just a fact, then yeah. you'll be like, no, you're wrong, and <laughs> right. you'll sometimes look it up. Yeah. But other things, like, if it's just a difference of opinion, she's very good of, like, just nodding along and being like, yeah, I don't necessarily agree, but, like, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Or I, like, take their point of mind and I, like, research it to, like, see. Yeah. Because, like, my opinion can change. It just depends on if I, if they're providing enough, like, evidence of a reason mm-hmm. to change it, you know? Yeah. So... Which one would you like to highlight? Oh my god. I don't need to highlight any of them. This mentioned softball. Oh my god. <laughs> it says whether they're the captain of their softball team or a leader on the world stage, they rarely lose sight of their main goal to be a service Ooh. to others. Dang. Yeah. My weaknesses are <laughs> triggering. Oh god. <laughs> I haven't even looked at mine. Okay. Uh-oh. Overly humble, which I don't necessarily agree with that, but okay. Taking things personally, yup. <laughs> Repressing their feelings, yup. Overcommitted, yup. Reluctant to change, yup. <laughs> Too altruistic. Altruistic. Oh, that was one of my strengths. Um, but so too altruistic means that giving to people can leave them feeling vulnerable and being taken advantage by others. Mm. So that must be if you're overly altruistic. Because mine just says for a strength that I am, but it says if I genuinely believe that people, or if I, I bring people together, I can do like good in the world and be a force of positive change. Because that's my strength. So yours for being like too far must be like you're nervous to like do too much. So mine, yeah, it's like my giving generous mm. nature can leave them vulnerable to being taken advantage of by others. It can be hard for people with this personality type to rock the boat and stand up to someone who isn't pulling their own weight, mm. which that, yeah, for sure. Wow. So my weaknesses are triggering. <laughs> um, I have, I think, five. Unrealistic, overly idealistic, condescending, intense, and overly empathetic condescending that's what it says 
That's a rough, that's a rough one. It says people with this personality type enjoy teaching others, particularly about the causes and beliefs that matter so much to them. But at times protagonists attempt to enlighten others may come across as patronizing, not the most effective strategy for persuading other people, which I feel like can be accurate to me. I just feel like someone saying you're condescending is very like that hits like that's so rude. Yeah. But, I mean, the way it describes it, I'm like, yeah, I guess I understand that. Like, it could probably be nicer in how I present some of the information sometimes. But, yeah, like, if it's, like, a fact where I know I'm right, I'm not as nice about it. Where if it's, like, a conversation between, like, opinions, I'm nice about it. But if I know it's, like, a fact, like, I know for a fact that what they're saying is wrong, then I'm pretty, like, no, you're wrong. Like, I'm just, right, you know, and I don't picture it as, like, condescending. I'm not trying to be, it's just I'm trying to be, like, straightforward and be like, no, I'm fully aware that you're not right. Yeah. Like, sorry, but you're just wrong. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, even when I know I'm right, I'm just like, okay. Like, I literally be like, okay. No, not me. I have to know. I have I to know. make sure everyone knows that I'm There's right. There's times that we won't agree, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just not worth it to me. <laughs> like, I don't care enough, you know? Yeah. I think it's because when I was growing up, it's just like, in our household, you always had to be right. Like, yeah. it was always like a competition of like, who's right? And we'd have to like, prove it. So yeah. it's just gone into like, my life now, because it's just... Um, yeah we're overly competitive to a point of like we always had to be right too yeah so i recently i was talking to someone and i asked i asked them how they were and they said good that was it no explanation no how are you or no like Mm. like explanation to why they're good Mm -hmm. i literally just said okay (laughs) like that high-pitched okay (laughs) because i was like whatever this is stupid i'm not about to like keep going and Anyways, it was just so weird. Um, all right, moving into the next section, we have romantic relationships. For my little intro, it says, protagonists can be intense when it comes to matters of the heart. They won't have it any other way. People with this personality type rarely settle for anything that falls short of their ideals, and their romantic relationships are no exception. Which is really funny, because I have not read this at all. And literally, like, an hour ago, I told Bryn my expectations are just too high. And I was <laughs> like, the problem is, I'm just like... My expectations are too high and I'm too picky. Like, I can't remember the word I used. I don't think it was picky, but I basically was just like, I'm too closed off. Like, I need to be more open to other people. So, yeah. Wow. Mine was just saying that they feel very hard. (laughs) (laughs) So, there's this part, it literally says, it's no surprise that defenders can take these personalities relatively. It's no surprise that defenders take a relatively long time to recover from the heartache of a breakup or even a particularly painful disagreement. Defenders give so much of themselves and their relationships that they can feel deeply hurt when they believe that someone isn't offering them enough love, commitment, and appreciation in return. Mm. Which literally wow. <laughs> like relates all too well. Um, unfortunately, defenders may find it difficult to break off a relationship even when things just aren't working out people with this personality type may hang on due to misplaced loyalty a general fear of change or the hope that they can somehow figure out how to change any problems for the better it would be a mistake however to think that defenders are pushovers in their relationships although people with this personality type generally try to avoid conflict they have clear and firm opinions and preferences on all kinds of subjects and when they feel as if their partner isn't respecting their wishes all their repressed frustration and disappointment may eventually boil over in the form of negativity resentment or heels dug in stubbornness whoa (laughs) (laughs) that's just crazy like just yeah. oh thinking about like past relationships like my friends that know things they're probably like oh my god <laughs> yeah um 
The other part of my little intro says, although these personalities may come across as outgoing or even a bit flirtatious, which people told me in high school all the time that I was a flirt, Mm -hmm. uh, few protagonists are satisfied by fleeing attractions. Their standards are high and they know it. In fact, this awareness might give protagonists a deeper appreciation of just how rare and precious it is to feel a real spark with another person. And in turn, just how rare and special it is when that spark grows into the steady flames of true abiding love. Now, this is funny because Bryn and I were discussing before how I was saying like, I want to get back into the dating game and I just haven't done it. And Bryn was like, well, you don't put effort in. If you put effort in, then you probably would be fine. And I just said like, well, most of the time I still have feelings for someone. She's like, yeah, but when you did that with so-and-so, that turned into something. Like, it was short, but it turned into something. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, because I liked him. It was a rare spark with another person. Rare special. I don't have that with everybody. Yeah. So. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So... One of my things, just like moving beyond the dating game, it says, um, when I fall for someone, I fall hard. They're not coy about it. Um, I most readily express how I feel and often find themselves making the first move rather than playing games or waiting for reassurance that the other person feels the same. Mm. And I do make the first move a lot. Yeah. Mine said that I never make the first move. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yup. Whenever we're out at the bar or something, I always am making the first move. And I just tell Bryn that because sometimes she's like, I want someone to make a move. I'm like, you just do it. And she's like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. So see, it's accurate. Except I am determined now if somebody says that my name is Brian and they're cute and I don't see see a ring on their finger, I'm going to say <laughs> it's Bryn, but you can call me later. I really want to do it. Well, Alexi said that before and I'm like, I want to do that so bad. Yeah. I've always wanted to use that pickup line. Like, I just think it's funny. Like, if a guy were to be like, what's their name? I'd be like, my name's Lexi, but you can call me later. Just like, because I think it'd be funny. But I think it'd be especially funny if someone called her Brian and then she said that. Like, it's Brian, but you can call me later. Yeah, I really want to do it. (laughs) My face would be so red. I'm just (laughs) picturing, like, first I'd have to make sure there is a witness. Yeah. You know? But I feel like you need to try to, like, um, bait someone to do this because... There's not going to be many scenarios where it's going to be someone cute that sees your name red. Yeah. So I'm just imagining I'm going to say that and then my face is going to be so red and immediately I'm going to be like, I just had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like it wouldn't even be like, quote, sexy or anything because I'd immediately have to be like, I'm sorry. What's the unquote? Shut up. <laughs> Call back from previous episode. But we did have a friend tell Bryn, if you have someone that can vouch for that, I don't remember what she said she would do, but yeah. she's like, if you have someone that can vouch that you did that, I think she said she'd like buy or something. Or buy a drink. Yeah. yeah. So. I know. I want to do it. It's because it, like, they would definitely see you doing it, but me doing yeah. it, it's like, what? Yeah. I just need a cute guy to then call me by the wrong name. It doesn't have to lead anywhere. I literally just want to say it. Yeah. Or you could purposely say your name wrong if they were to ask. Like, what's your name? And you could be like, oh. And then say Bryn, but make it, like, sound, like, mumbled. So then they'd say it wrong. And then they'd be like, oh, this? And you'd be like, well, it's Bryn. But you can call me later. Or I could be like, Brim. And then you're like, Brim? I'm like, Bryn. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you just change it a little bit so they have to ask. <laughs> so funny uh, well the next little part of mine said dreaming together is even on the first date these personalities may steer the conversation toward heavier topics don't want to find out what tv shows you watch they get uh, t- a sense of their partner's dreams and aspirations the changes they hope to make in themselves in the world and then they take pride in supporting their partner to make good on these dreams um 
and might take their partner's goals on as their own. Which I think is funny because last time I went on like a really, really good first date, we were talking about taking a trip together to Tennessee. <laughs> she was said that and I was like, you are a psycho. <laughs> so I think that's funny. Um, and then few personality types are keener than protagonists to establish a loving commitment with their chosen partner. They take dating and relationships seriously, even in early days. They tend to bring a focus on long-term potential as a relationship matures and then tend to do um, what that takes to like, bring it to fruition. So I think that's all very accurate. So it says, I care about pleasing my partner. Accurate. <laughs> all right, next up, we got friendships. Rin. Stars um, mine just says... They don't find it easy to bond with just anyone. They're more private and a bit protective, so it can take a while to feel comfortable and open up to someone new. So they friendships normally don't start out as random encounters on a wild night out, but rather through comfortable and consistent contact, which hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, one part of mine says that protagonist puts this sincere, dedicated effort into staying close with their friends. And friendships are far from expendable or insignificant. And so they're a key component of life well lived. Mm. And for me, I feel like that's, like, really accurate. Did you read your whole thing already? No. Oh. Mine um, says, deep down, defenders long to be liked and accepted. And they care about what other people think of them. So they strive to bring their best selves to all their relationships, including their friendships. And I'm just thinking back, like, <laughs> the other night, our friend was over and she was I was gone by this time and she like thought when I opened the door that I didn't want her to stay because I said what are you doing and that's just because I was like holding the door and she wasn't moving so I was like do I close the door do I keep it open like I just want to shut the door like Mm I type of thing yeah so I asked what are you doing and then she took that as like I don't want you here yeah (laughs) and then I like texted her this morning I was like by the way Alexi (laughs) said that you were like a little like weirded out by this and that's not what i was going for and she's like yeah i thought it was just miscommunication yeah like okay i just need to clear it up i think it was just the wording of the question like if you would have said like what are you doing are you staying or leaving yeah that would have cleared it up but then you just said what are you doing as she she claimed she was like stepping in the door so then she's like I guess stepping, I'm stepping out of the door. Like, See, I don't know. I took it as she was just standing right by the door, not holding the door. I was still holding it. And I'm like, I want to let go of the door. But if I let go of it, it's going to hit you. <laughs> so funny. So, um, It also says that protagonists have a sincere desire to get to know people. So for discovering, or like discovering someone's quirks and opinions and hopes and follies, it's one of the life's purest moments for protagonists which i think is so funny because i love getting to know like random small facts about people like um i'm trying to think of an example about Bryn. i'm trying to think of one off the top of my head (laughs) but like knowing like little things that she feels insecure about just makes me feel like our friendship is so much closer you know Mm -hmm. what am i insecure about your eyebrows oh my god yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh don't look at them and also (laughs) Another body part that I can't say. (laughs) 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 So just knowing like the little like things like that makes me feel like I'm so much closer with people. Oh, you have no idea. My eyebrows, I, I meticulously like take care of them. Like Mm -hmm. they always have to be shaped well and like 
the thing is, I've just been born with, when I'm looking back at pictures, like, just one of them is, like, lower than the other. I can't remember which one it is. But just seeing photos when it's, like, I'm sure I'm the only one really looking at it. But I'm just so self-conscious about it that even, like, my hairdresser who, like, sometimes waxes my eyebrows, I'll talk to her about it all the time. And she always has to say, eyebrows are not twins, they're sisters. Mm. She always has to tell me that. Wow. Oh, uh, Yeah. I'm so self-conscious about my eyebrows. Yeah. It's funny because her and I have been friends for literally like almost 26 years and I've never once noticed her eyebrows. And then she said it and I still can't tell what she's talking about. So. First thing I see in a photo of me. Yeah. I mean, we all have those things too. But yeah. So for me knowing like little quirks and stuff like that makes me feel so close with people. Like it does bring me a lot of joy. So I think it's interesting that I like called that out. Yeah. So. Um, it says that it can be difficult to respect anyone who takes shortcuts, disrespects others, or refuses to challenge the status quo, which I think is accurate. It says protagonists can be among the best friends anyone could wish for, kind-hearted and trustworthy. People with personality types like this dedicate incredible amounts of energy and attention to their friendships. They want their friends to feel not merely validated, but supported, not merely heard, but understood. Wow. So... It says, from their closest friends to their wide circle of acquaintances, protagonist personality types approach relationships with a sense of purpose, creating bonds that are not easily broken. Mm-hmm. And that we show up in both large and small ways. By taking time after a grueling day of work to help a friend spruce up their resume, or by putting together a weekend-long destination birthday party for a friend who needs a boost. Nothing makes me happier than seeing people I care about doing well. Next, parenthood! Basically, it says I'd be a good parent, but I don't want to be one. <laughs> in general mindsets um it says like protagonist parents see it as their loving duty to help their children realize their unique potential which i would never do with kids because i don't want them but i feel like i try to do that with students like help them realize what they can be mine says that it's like you can't lose track of how much they'll love their children but sometimes steering their children in a certain way could hurt them mm. and I feel like I get that with I'm a very paranoid person that there's going to be times that I know my kids are going to want to like do something and I'll be like no mm. like would I you, have to be there or would you whatever. be the parent that one that then like sleep over at someone's house or no um if I met the parents I would yeah I'd have to meet way. them because otherwise I'm like I think you're lying to me and you're not actually spending the night at some person's house you're going uh, somewhere else I don't know oh interesting I would just be worried about the parents' intentions. I don't be worried that the kid's lying. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, for career paths, it says when it comes to choosing a career, protagonists find fulfillment in doing what they love most, helping other people. That is my job. Do they give so. examples of what? Um, I was trying to see. It just says, oh, yeah. Many people with this personality type gravitate towards careers with an altruistic bent, such as social work, teaching, counseling, coaching, healthcare, public interest law. I teach and I coach. <laughs> so I do two of the jobs that are listed. <laughs> so that's crazy. Hmm. Mine is... They're often the backbone of their workplace. Reliable, hardworking, and always ready to lend a hand. Hmm. Where do I see... Mine doesn't give examples. Where does it say yours? Mine was in, like, the second paragraph down. 
So mine's HR, IT support, hospitality, retail, office administration, library sciences, and pretty much any job that involves fielding and helping answer people's questions. Which I am kind of in the hospitality industry, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's accurate for you. Um, It says, wherever they work, protagonists rarely lose sight of their core mission, which is to improve people's lives. So, accurate. So, in conclusion... Wow, it says along the way you may have muttered to yourself, wow, this is so accurate, it's a little creepy, or finally someone understands me. You may have even asked, how do they know more about me than the people I'm closest to? If you feel understood right now, it's because you are. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is funny, it says, we understand your creativity, your passion, and your commitment to doing the right thing, but we also understand the dark side of your personality type. The nagging fear that you might not reach your full potential and make the most of your wild and precious life. And a couple episodes ago, Brendan and I were literally just talking about if we felt like we were successful in life. And I said, I don't think I've reached my full potential yet. So. Mine also says I'll fall short of my potential. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Yeah. So that's why it's so interesting to do this. I feel like people are going to like listen to this and be like, but this is like a horoscope where it's just like, no. but it's not. A horoscope is completely random. And this you have to like sit and answer questions on like a scale of saying like, where you kind of fall on the scale and then it culminates all of it together to like put your personality into a little you know obviously it doesn't like boil you down to just being a protagonist or just a defender but it does go into a lot of detail about like how you are in certain things and i think it's different in a horoscope because you're not reading it as like oh i guess this could fit it's like no i have literal examples from my life of why this is who i am right you know yeah like this is why the way i am Mm mm-hmm I misquoted it on purpose. Yeah. So, FYI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to whoever you are. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, if you're interested in taking it, it's just 16personalities.com. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely take it. Let us know where you fall. There's, like, letters. So, mine is... I just saw it. Where'd it go? Um, I'm an ENFJ-A or an ENFJ-T. And I don't know what the difference is. But, basically, I'm an ENFJ. I am an ISFJ. Whatever the heck that means. So we're both FJs. I think that wraps up today's episode. Hopefully you learned a little more about us. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully in an upcoming episode we can discuss love languages. Because we haven't discussed that yet, right? No. Because we did fear response, but I don't think we did love languages yet. No. Um... I also want to take the Enneagram sometime, but I don't like that it costs money. Well, that's to see your full results, but I think it tells you, I don't know. It tells you a little bit of them, and you can just look it up, what the results mean. Uh, or it tells you, like, what numbers you are or whatever, but then yeah. it doesn't go into explanation. You need to find the explanation. Uh, so we can always Google that. Yeah. So we so. can do that sometime. But um, in case you don't know what an Enneagram is, it just says it's a nine-sided figure using a particular system of analysis, which represents um, the different personality types. So it's basically like another personality thing with just like a little bit different descriptions and stuff. So eventually we want to do that and we want to do love languages um, so you guys can get a little more into who we are. Yeah. How do we love? Are there men out there that fit our love language? Yeah. Or at a least lot of male listeners. understand it. Yeah, true. That's the big thing. Yeah, you don't... I, I actually think it's better if you don't have the same love language. Yeah. Because if we have different love languages, but you're putting effort in to show my love language when it's not yours, that means way more to me. Yeah. Than it just also being yours and you doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for someone to go out of their way, out of their comfort zone to do something to show that they care, that means way more to me. Yeah. 
So anyways, that wraps up this week's episode. Sorry, it's kind of a long one. Okay, well, we'll see y'all next week, Tuesday. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Alexi. And I'm Brynn. And this is 20-something. Going through something. Adios. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at going through something pod for updates and fill out the form in our link in bio to let us know what we should talk about next. Thanks.